0: Are you listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast? Each and every week, Denver sports writer Clint Daly brings you a sarcastic look at the top stories in the world of sports. Whether it's baseball, basketball, football, or hockey, the Daily Dose brings a unique common sense outlook on the world of sports. And if you listen to the show every week, you will be entered into a contest to win tickets to some of the biggest sporting events in the world.
1: Wait, wait, we don't don't actually do that. What? We don't, you don't get entered into win any tickets. That's not... Why does that's that just, not happen? That's not what we do at The Daily Dose. Just, that's not...
0: What kind of show is
1: this? It's a sport, you said. It's a sports show. You said what it was. So you, you don't win anything. But you what? don't win anything for listening. You listen and what? you enjoy the show, but you don't win. I li- don't
0: understand. Just keep going. Each week on The Daily Dose, Clint interviews some of the biggest names in sports I, and entertainment. That's not,
1: that's not, you made that part up. That's not what we had what? you read. We had you come in with the sexy voice and all, but then you're just, you're adding stuff that the show isn't really when about. Who
0: talks on this show?
1: I do. I talk on the show. We talk but you about have no guests. What sometimes we do, but that's it's not like we're going and getting LeBron James or uh, like well, who Michael. Dr- a lot of people listen. There's a lot of people that like the show. You're are look, you sure? We brought are you, you sure? in. Do we know? We brought you in to do something very specific, and you're not doing what we asked you to do. Just read the. Just finish the read.
0: Fine. Listen to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast wherever fine podcasts are hosted, and you can always find it on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Was that so hard?
1: of the world assemble it's time for the powerful nerdcast what's going on guys this is cory and joined with me as always is christian
2: hello internets
1: yes it's time for another awesome episode and we have some fantastic topics for you guys today one of them involves the next big marvel film that's right another big superhero movie another one of them involves anime and the last one involves a combination of the two that's right East meets West in what might be one of the craziest combinations of things I've seen in a long time, and honestly, it makes sense. But first, we're Dragon Ball fans, and heck yeah, we Christian, are. There's something that I really wanted to talk with you about. I'm a Dragon Ball Z fan, Corey. A Dragon okay. Ball Z fan? Yeah. I oh mean, yeah. Let's Back keep from it. the tsunami keep... days, basically. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this one should definitely appeal to you because they just released this brand new article from Akira Toriyama the Who's that? creator of oh, the oh, that series. Oh, guy. Yes, that guy, yeah. <laughs> Akira Toriyama. I'd say he, he's a pretty well-known name amongst uh, the hardcore anime fan base oh, at yeah. this point. Um, but basically, throughout the years, we've always just sort of accepted the fact that a lot of the main characters in these shows, which are known as Super Saiyans are really powerful just because they train for it. It's something that they work towards. They release their inner emotions and anger, and they're able to utilize a transformation which turns their hair golden and basically turns them into Superman, so to speak. But yeah. there is actually something scientific behind this, and it might even be something that's going to be very controversial amongst the fan base. Is this of like Dragon
2: the chlorians of, of Super Saiyan? This you know?
1: is exactly <laughs> the chlorians of the Super Saiyan thing. So... Let me just say that in a recent interview, uh, Dragon Ball creator Akira Toriyama, he revealed to the fan base that, that Saiyans are able to become Super Saiyans because they have something which is known as S cells. That's okay. right. S cells. Like I said, that one, they might as well call them mini clorians. Okay. That is right. Yeah. So basically they sort of scientifically... Would you call
2: them supercells? Okay, anyway. I'm All just right. I'm gonna, I'm not even going to try to be uh, funny here.
1: But basically, uh, th- this is kind of a new thing. Uh, it, it's only an interview that he's done recently. Uh, but basically he's explained uh, that when a Saiyan reaches a certain amount of these S cells, their anger can trigger something within them, which causes them to go through a physical change, thus transforming them into a super saiyan and even goes on to say that most saiyans excuse me even goes on to say that most saiyans have some s cells just not a lot of them and the reason why goku and vegeta and all of their children are so powerful is because they've inherited a very large amount of these cells it has nothing to do with the training it has nothing to do with being killed and wished back to life and transcending yourself. No, it but, is basically the midi-chlorian effect.
2: Is it just a genetic lottery then? And is it sort of an even larger coincidence that the two Saiyans that survived had the largest genetic lottery of S-cells?
1: Like, and, and, that, and that's exactly why I don't like this whole S-cell thing.
2: Okay, this is interesting. Also, I think it's... Uh, Okay, you're bringing facts into fantasy anyway, which is already ridiculous. You know that show where the dudes fly around and shoot fucking laser beams out of their hands? Well, now we got some science behind it. I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, within the lore, there's some science, but it's not real science. And uh, S-Cells, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't want to jump on a hater bandwagon, Mm because, man, that's easy to do. But, okay, S-Cells. No, I don't like it. There we go. (laughs) It's it's,
1: it's as simple as that. It really is just like the midi-chlorian effect in Star Wars where they tried to you know actually scientifically explain why jedis have their powers
2: okay so could you take s cells like you know how there's that CRISPR editing genetic method could you like take like some sort of bulma science you know she's like the one she's like the elon musk of fucking dragon
1: Ball. (laughs) basically i mean if bulma can create a time machine
2: (laughs) she could like inject people with these things exactly which
1: theoretically would that give them the ability to become super saiyan or do you have to have super saiyan blood
2: do you have to have Saiyan blood or could you also, you know, uh, while you're <laughs> no, I'm, never mind, I'm not going to go there. But the point is, it, could you just transfer these to people that that is kind of interesting? Mm-hmm. It's also kind of the one thing I always thought was like kind of like the most bullshit thing about the villain cell was he's like, I'm just the best parts of everyone mixed together. You know, and his aura had a super saiyan glow to it, you know, like he had the golden aura. Mm -hmm. So I was like, is he kind of like a super saiyan, like a biohacked super saiyan? And, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Um. If it doesn't come up in the show, I don't really care, yeah, but that's as soon the thing. as it comes up in the show, it kind of fucks up the storytelling a little bit
1: exactly and you know I think this is honestly the type of thing that will never come up in the show. It seems like something that would be really contentious amongst the fan base and like is there said, like would- a
2: Japanese April Fool's Day and this is falling on that or something <laughs>
1: like- no I mean i'm I'm sure there's probably some sort of equivalent to uh, our April Fool's Day. They might even celebrate the same thing, but the fact of the matter is it's dead November. Yeah. And we are learning that Super Saiyans are not super because of their training, but because of some ham-fisted scientific thing. Look, the way I see this, I feel that this is like in a situation where Akira Toriyama was being interviewed and somebody asked him like a leading question. And he was just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to have fun with this and just give you guys a ridiculous answer. It wouldn't be the first time that Akira Toriyama has actually done this for the Dragon Ball series. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's definitely not been taken too well with the fan base. People are not happy about it. Um, so I'm imagining just from the backlash initially, uh, that we're probably not going to be seeing this implemented into the show. And, uh, you know, looking at some of these tweets that people have been actually, uh, releasing out and reacting to it, like you just mentioned Cell, uh, there was Aaron Woodland who said, Cell wasn't a Super Saiyan, he didn't have enough S-Cells, yet he still did kind of have that sort of Super Saiyan golden aura about him.
2: Yeah, he had a. He didn't transform in the sense of any. Well, he did transform twice, but he didn't like transform when he powered up mm-hmm. with a Super Saiyan transformation. But he did have the aura, and it was obvious that he was mostly based on Saiyans, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he had some Frieza cells, he had some this cells.
1: I mean, he he quite literally was a composite of all the best characters from the series.
2: Which is a cop-out in some ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, we need a new villain. Well, let's just combine them all into some robot, you know? And- it's probably
1: also why Kiritoriyama Toriyama, I mean, you could argue he says this about every single villain that he creates... Uh, but he did intend for Cell to be the final villain of the series, being that he was a composite of everything that did kind of make sense.
2: Well, I'm glad he kept going, because the show would have sucked if it ended there. Mm-hmm. It would have really sucked.
1: And what um, we were talking about earlier, too, um, I guess you don't necessarily have to be a perfect, pure-blooded Saiyan. I mean, look at Trunks and Goten. Uh, they are half-human as well, but they did inherit some Saiyan cells, and apparently enough to become Super Saiyan as well, so...
2: I mean, again, why it doesn't make sense for the Saiyans of our universe. I'm calling it our universe. Uh, <laughs> universe 7. Universe 7 to meet with the other universe sa- Saiyans. And they also just happen to have enough S cells yeah. to, to transform. It's ridiculous. But you also had this moment where Vegeta was training the, uh, you know, the other uh, vegetable Saiyans and uh, or whatever their names are. Uh, what was it? It, was, it wasn't carrot. What's the young Saiyan on the other side? The skinny one. A little uh, kid. Cabay Cabay yeah. cabbage. Cabay,
1: kale, and cauliflower
2: Yeah, the cabbage sand And the they're also They're talking about like Oh, this is how you transform It's like There's a warm spot And then the top of your back You know And they talked about I pretty
1: much went nowhere by the way. It
2: did go nowhere, but what they did is they described the feeling of transformation, mm-hmm. and it seems like a thing you practice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like a thing that you just naturally or genetically have predisposition yeah. to. And also, Goku and his is such a better fighter than his kids, even though they have better S-cells than mm-hmm. they do. You know, it can transform easier.
1: Yeah, and like you said, uh, the convenience factor of Goku and Vegeta being the last of the original pure-blood Saiyans them having the potential to have the most S-cells. Like, are you really telling me there were not any other Saiyans from that planet? Like, a a freaking race of Viking space warriors, and none of them had enough S-cells to get that strong? all
2: they do is fight?
1: Exactly. That's all they do. Yeah. And and like I said, I think it does kind of demystify all of the intense training that Goku and Vegeta have done.
2: I don't think it necessarily. Yes, yes, it does. It does necessarily do that. But I mean, like, they're the best fighters because they practice the most. Mm -hmm. I don't think it circumvents that, but it does. And, you know, then you could look at Ultra Instinct, which is the ultimate power up that anyone could have. Um, you just have to learn how to, like, let go and get punched in the face a lot like Vegeta did in the last episode, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> which was stupid. <laughs> uh, but he tried. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I don't like what it's doing. I feel like this happens sometimes when you're trying to flush out the lore. Mm-hmm. This is also kind of what they do with the eagles in Lord of the Rings, where they're like, why don't the eagles just fly on Mordor? Why don't the eagles just do that? Because the eagles... Fuck up the story if they do that Like yeah. the, they don't want the eagles To just be the ultimate loophole That you can just apply to anything Well if they're stuck there they should just use the eagles mm-hmm. You know if the bull rugs attacking them They should just use the eagles and fly away And um, if so- people
1: don't realize those eagles Are busy <sighs> man they're like single mothers. They're washing and they're drying. They got to take the kids to soccer practice. They don't have time to constantly always fly into Mordor and fuck shit up.
2: I think uh, Token even said in interviews, like, I've used the Eagles about as much as I like in this story. We're not using them anymore, <laughs> you know, because he doesn't want some loophole, you know, mm-hmm. like to just be applied. I feel like that's what they if they introduce S cells into the show. That's gonna be a major problem because oh, then it's gonna ev- be a shitstorm. Because then just like Sensu beans, they're gonna be popping S cell pills and everyone's gonna be pop <laughs> like powering up. You know? They're
1: totally gonna cheat. I mean, there's only so many Saiyans left in the series right now. Of course, we have Universe Six, which has an entire planet of them, so Which we have seen none
2: of, really.
1: No. I mean, we've seen like I think those three a couple of goons who hang out with cauliflower who don't really do anything and that one old soldier dude who doesn't really do anything but i don't know they could elaborate on them a little bit more but if the show is any indication universe six is about to freaking not exist anymore
2: well that's going to be don't worry i mean be of
1: course maybe who knows maybe those namekians will surprise us i'm not really expecting it though we'll have to see the i know what's going to happen
2: they're hmm. going to have one whole episode dedicated to them and then they're going to lose
1: probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> as long as piccolo does not sacrifice himself again To save Gohan, which the preview looks like it is indicating that for the uh, newest episode. I love
2: hinting to that. Which, if
1: that happens, dude, I'm sorry. I'm going to give the episode a one out of five.
2: It's going to be like, (laughs) you guys got no new ideas, huh? No. None.
1: You have this amazing character who can stretch his limbs and regrow them and has a really unique ability and fighting style and you're not going to do anything with him? Screw you guys. I'm going home.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And also, uh, I always loved that idea, and I know in that Dragon Ball, uh, like, universe comic that came out a few years ago i think it's still ongoing where Mm -hmm. they just had very similar to what's happening now to be honest i think it was that comic inspired them when they rewrote or when they did super Mm because you know all the different universes it was Mm -hmm. essentially like the universe that happened uh was just copied so like there was a universe where boo won there was a universe where piccolo uh beat frieza and he's super powerful there's all these different universes there weren't like different universes with different people. What it's was just, the name of that series? I think it was called Dragon Ball Multiverse or something. Okay. like I mean,
1: you know, a cheesy name, you know, Dragon Ball Infinite.
2: Yeah, Dragon Ball Infinite. It had some name. It was yeah. Dragon Ball something. Yeah. I'm sure you can find it if you Google mm-hmm. it. And it was actually really cool because there was, like, a few fights that were, like, all the Namekians fused into one being that was super strong and Which defeated is for really,
1: reason. I think that is a cool concept.
2: Yeah, like, why does it stop? You, you know? know,
1: that's been my theory for the two Namekians from Universe 6. Uh, They're going to fuse. And, and Saunel. like, I always thought, like, maybe these guys are composed of multiple... Namics each, and then they're going to fuse together and make an even more powerful Namek.
2: It must be horrible finding a place to eat, because all those opinions in their heads. Oh, I know.
1: We, <laughs> one of them's a vegan and totally ruins it every single time.
2: They're all vegans, because all they do is drink water, right?
1: You're right. I always forget that.
2: <laughs> well, they, they never bring it I'm, up I'm anymore. I'm a
1: hard, yeah, they don't, and uh, you know, I'm a hardcore fan of, plus we've seen Piccolo eat food before.
2: There was that episode where he ate fish, but um, who knows, maybe they didn't know what they were doing with the character yet. Yeah, I don't other- think
1: they ever, I mean, his blood changed, his blood was originally Red and now it's purple, so they the, make changes. And the
2: other thing is, you always see Piccolo at their the standard thing in anime, especially Shonen. After they defeat the bad guy, they always have a party, mm-hmm. and you always see Piccolo at the parties. Yeah. So you would you usually just,
1: standing uh, stoically in the background.
2: Yes, him or Vegeta or both of them, <laughs> or trying like, to
1: be like Batman, like standing on like a, a light pole or something. Yes,
2: like watching over everyone. <laughs> yep. He's the he's the savior they they need but don't deserve, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, like you always see him around food. So yeah. you kinda of think he probably eats, but you forget. Uh, anyway, I love all...
1: how this, this conversation has uh de evolved into uh what the <sighs> like to eat. Uh,
2: <laughs> I just think it's funny. Even even with all those people in their head they're still arguing about what water they should drink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I always Piccolo seems like a Fiji kind of guy. Yeah,
2: he's 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 uptight when yeah. he's meditating in front of those waterfalls. <laughs>
1: So there it is. That's the uh, the Dragon Ball S cells. Um, We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to tell us your thoughts about that. Do you think it's a cop out? Do you think it's like the MIDI chlorian effect? Do you like it? Do you not like it? That's pretty much that. But we're going to go ahead and. uh,
2: Nothing is going to really become of it. It was just a one off interview. God, I hope that's the way it is. I I
1: really hope it is too. I have a feeling that's just really what it is. Like he was caught in the moment, and that's just the way it is. Um, but moving on from the east, we're going to go to the, uh, the west. We're going to talk about the brand new teaser trailer for Infinity War. This is something that I've been waiting to see for a long time. And- I think the
2: hype on the last two uh, current universe Marvel films, the Infinity Wars, is such a buildup. Like, it's the first time a Marvel movie is going to happen that I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. You know, really? like, and I mean, the hype is so big mm-hmm. and but those movies are so good. Like mm-hmm. they did it to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you break the world record, you fucking got to go out there and run faster the next time. You know, like it's harder. Like, uh, I think this first one's going to be great. And I'm not saying they're going to be bad, but I, I'm worried people are going to hype them so hard that mm-hmm. they may not live up to the thing. And also the fucking amount of characters now. Maybe it's OK because they don't have to establish them.
1: Mm hmm.
2: They can just let them be.
1: Of course, that's also a fatal flaw in the movies as well. If you hadn't seen any of the previous films, you're going to go in this thing and say, who the hell are these clowns? Like, who are all these people? Well, you know,
2: I don't believe that so much. Only because, I don't mean to straight up disagree with you, but what I'm saying is, like, I know who Spider-Man is. Yeah, you know. I don't need to know, see the Marvel movies mm-hmm. to understand who Spider-Man is. Like, I know who this and that person is. Mm-hmm.
1: It is helpful that a lot of these characters have existed for, you know, nearly a freaking hundred years at this point. Like, a lot of these guys are very old characters. Like, we're looking at the trailer right now. Like, Thanos Thanos has been around for a very long time. And I wouldn't say he's become a household name until, like, maybe the last, like, decade. He was always a pretty well-known comic book villain. But, I mean, like, to the common moviegoer, they don't know who Thanos is. But... Th- this I'll is be honest, be...
2: I didn't know who Thanos was until they hinted at him at like mm-hmm. the beginning of the... What was the first time they hinted at him? I think it
1: was uh, the very first Avengers film.
2: Or the very first Iron Man film or something. Or, it, was, I forget. it was
1: one of those two. I remember it just... No, it, it, was, uh, the very it end, was the very. Avengers film. The very yeah. first Avengers film. The, the final film. scene of the film where, yes. where he does the whole little turnaround thing. Um, I mean, the first time I was introduced to Thanos was in a video game. was in uh, the original Marvel vs. Capcom.
2: He's a playable person?
1: He was playable in the original, and he's also playable in the brand new Marvel vs. Capcom game, which is an absolute atrocity, but that's a discussion for another day.
2: Wow, I didn't Um, even know that came out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Did it come out, or
2: is it coming out? Oh, it's
1: out, dude. It's been out since, like, August.
2: Oh, how did I miss that?
1: Yeah, and they they even just announced some DLC characters, like, they're putting Venom back in the game and everything, but we're we're getting off topic here. Whoa, Um, Venom wasn't in it? He wasn't originally no. Whoa, well, those yeah.
2: DLC microtransaction transaction bitches. Yeah,
1: like I said, this th- we're opening up a whole powder keg for yeah. another podcast just for okay, that conversation. Okay. But okay, yeah. Um, but, but getting back to Infinity War, um, you know, I- I'm I'm actually kind of surprised. Let's that get to decided- the
2: important issue in Infinity War. Okay. How do you feel about Captain America's beard?
1: <laughs> captain i like captain america's beard i well, know it's uh... i think it's
2: a good visual transformation for that character because yeah. he's the goody two-shoes he's mm. the i don't know where i fit into this world i'm the goofy guy that doesn't really and now he's like no i know what i stand for i know how i'm gonna do things mm-hmm. and uh also it doesn't matter because when the world's in peril no one cares if the fucking superheroes are outlawed or not you know exactly so that's the other thing. I think that's the other thing. The transition to get away from the civil war stuff mm-hmm. is not going to be as hard when the world's in danger.
1: No, when everybody sees this giant global conflict going on with all of these aliens invading Earth and Thanos coming down, screw the Sokovia Accords. Where are the heroes? Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen here. That's exactly. Uh, but you know, I like uh, the look of Captain America in this film. Like like you said, I think it's a good visual to serve that. He's been out of the limelight for a while. He's been in the shadows. He's hardened himself a little bit, and now he finally returns, and he's a little more rough around the edges.
2: Do you think Captain America is going to be in Black Panther because he's in Wakanda? Uh,
1: I think he'll be in the post-credit scene of Black Panther, at least. Um, who knows? Black Panther could really surprise us by giving us like Captain America in that movie.
2: I think it is going to have mm-hmm. a significant Black Panther and Captain America fighting together scene in yeah. it somewhere.
1: I mean, it makes sense, too, because even in, you know, they've been building up the relationship between Black Panther and Cap. And, uh, you know, there's even that, that famous scene in this trailer, which everybody loves the line mm-hmm. of uh, uh, Black Panther basically saying, Get this man the shield. Yep. Yes. I'm good, trying to do the good accent, African, and I suck at it. Good yeah. African accent. Uh, Wakandan accent. Well, it's really a fake cool. accent. So it is. It exactly. So I can't screw it up. Um, yeah. But we got all these great shots of just all these, uh, you know, they, they love doing... They're big alien battles and wars, like, uh, and, and it looks like they're totally fighting, like, where the Dragon Ball characters fight.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is, I think that's the cool thing, because of the nameless, faceless aliens that are going to be in this one. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have an excuse to make these characters fight, yeah. you know? like, Which,
1: if if I had to say one thing, that's, like, my only major disappointment, is in these Avengers movies, they're always fighting these nameless armies, like, well, you know, it does her... seem
2: like obviously Thanos has his goons, though, that his like Ginyu forces with him too.
1: Yeah, he, all, which they don't even show them in the trailer. They do briefly.
2: Like, they there's do? her. That's one of them.
1: Right. Oh, I didn't even notice that before. That's one so, of them, and also
2: Black. Uh, what's the chick's name? Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Black Widow. She stabs one.
1: Is that what she's doing? Right. That's. It's right, right... he
2: yeah, I feel like she's fighting one of them, right there. I mean, there.
1: she's definitely fighting someone important and stabbing them with some sort of, you know. I feel like that thing. was when
2: Vision's losing his his uh his Indian religion. Oh, sorry. What do you call it? His <laughs> dot on his head. His
1: infinity stone. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it's called. Which, by the way, uh, you know, it, very obvious when you see that scene. Um, like that's, that's them. Yeah.
2: That's, the, like, uh, that's
1: probably them, but they uh, appear to be using Loki's staff, I think. I
2: think it's just the same technology. It might be. I don't think it's uh, the Loki staff.
1: The Loki staff. Yeah, it does look a tad different. It's golden. you know. And then we get to see Thanos putting uh, one of the stones in the gauntlet, which I love these trailers, how they mess with you. Like, this scene right here is probably, uh, we're looking at Thanos, and he only has two of the stones in the gauntlet. Uh, this is probably pretty early in the movie. This is probably
2: right imagine. when they establish Thanos, mm-hmm. and Iron Man and Spider-Man run up to try to see what's up
1: exactly um speaking of thanos again like how, how do you feel about like how he looks
2: i don't know people are like mad he should be purpler he should keep his armor on he's pretty
1: fucking purple what more do you want he looks like fucking barney
2: yeah like he's purple as fuck like you want you want him highlight purple you want him neon purple mm-hmm. like what do you want and also i think they said his eyes are wrong they're supposed to be like white or something like i mean what... in the
1: comics maybe yeah but and i'm like know.
2: eh, I, I don't have any real problems with him. people say he looks like uh like, he's supposed to have a blockier face and not a rounded chin. Like, he's supposed to have a blocky chin and not a rounded chin. I mean, yeah. Like, like in the I am confines nitpicking. of a
1: comic book world, that might work.
2: Yeah, but you, you need to make him look like a humanoid creature. Yeah. Like, know?
1: he's still very much, I mean, he's not human. He's some sort of crazy alien mad titan, but like.
2: Yeah, but they were, those people are based off, they look humanoid too. Mm-hmm. Obviously he doesn't look humanoid or in the sense that his skin skin tone's wrong, mm-hmm. but uh when he was born, he was purple yeah even the race of people he was born with that wasn't normal mm-hmm. you know, but they were all humanoid type people. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much just super powerful people on Mars was that it no they're they're born on Titan. We're getting deep into the lore here uh, I think his parents or his race was on the moon. We got a Wikipedia this, Corey. I'm sorry. We got wanna... Wiki
1: this right now. Right. But I mean, I think Thanos looks good. I mean, when when I see him, I'm not confused. I'm I'm like, who's that? No, that is freaking Thanos. Like they they got the the giant jaw. They got the weird like line marks going down his chin and everything. Like all that's perfect. Um, I do think it's kind of a strange choice for at least maybe the first Infinity War that like we've seen him in like his classic armor the entire time. And now he's basically stripped down from that, and he's wearing something a little leaner and a little lighter. Um, and I guess that's another one of those visual elements. He to doesn't show. have his
2: shoulder wings.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have his shoulder wings. I don't uh, know his what water you can... wings, and no. he doesn't have his uh, his really awesome helmet and everything. Which you know, I'm usually against you know the superhero not having their costume, but I think this is serving a purpose to show uh that he doesn't really need that armor anymore. There there's no reason for him to wear that stuff. He has the freaking Infinity Gauntlet and nothing is going to hurt him. Um I also love the shot like when he is actually wearing the gauntlet and then the next shot is him punching Iron Man, but he's not even punching him with the Infinity Gauntlet arm, which I love because it's showing that he doesn't even need it to take down Iron Man. So they're showing us like already that that's like he already has superior strength and everything. Um, But we've still not really seen anything from the trailer to really show why this guy is so incredibly freaking powerful. Like, you know, realistically, if you boil it down and everything, like, Thanos could tank characters from Dragon Ball pretty easily. Like, oh with yeah! Very little trouble.
2: You really think so? Actually. Oh,
1: dude! Thanos versus Frieza would be one of the greatest fights of all time, and he would probably destroy. Let's put it this way: like Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet can like pick up a galaxy and throw it at someone. Wow! Let's see a Dragon Ball character defend themselves against that. No, you I can't. I mean, that's do that. pretty insane. You know, he's proven that he can do some really nutty oh, things. This is
2: and... a good one. You know, you got the uh, the salt guy. <laughs> I'm sure the internet knows what I'm talking about, the Salt Elbow guy, but it's Thanos dropping Infinity Stones. Do oh, you know yeah. who I'm talking about? I know
1: exactly who you're talking okay. about. Yeah, he's even got the glasses and everything. <laughs> yeah. Th-
2: Thanos minion. This is, like, crazy.
1: Okay. Wow, that looks weird. It almost looks like Homer for a second.
2: Oh, that was Homer. Oh, it was? That's Homer holding a donut.
1: <laughs> now that you say that, yeah, you like, there's people who are going to have a lot of fun with Josh
2: Wheaton as Thanos. <laughs> Like, people have Photoshopped this Thanos face all over. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, okay. This is Bruce Willis Thanos, and it says, The Avengers will die hard. You get it?
1: Wow. It just moved down a little bit. Oh, sorry, I, sorry, but sorry, I, uh, sorry. But I did get a glimpse of it. Yeah, Thanos is definitely looking a little Bruce Willis-ish. ish is.
2: <laughs> Yeah, like, people are... Thanos
1: McLean.
2: Thanos McLean.
1: <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. Um. But, yeah, but...
2: Thanos wow, I can look
1: at these Thanos Thanos Photoshop things all day.
2: Anyway, the internet went crazy, and to be honest, this is, I think, the standard thing where it's a vocal minority that the hyper fans, the hardcore fans, wanted mm-hmm. certain things, and uh, I mean, look, I get it. In his early appearances, he was much more dark blue, purple, mm-hmm. and now he's more light I talk it up purple. To
1: the fact too that he's also in space and the lighting affects the color. I mean, this shot right here, like of Thanos, like, you give it's the fr- these, you like give we've never m- seen him in this much light before.
2: I'll be honest. You're absolutely right. The guy fucking is in a dark super villain palace void. I mean, void. I'm
1: sorry, but this is common lighting. Look at the, the right side of his face on the screenshot we're looking at now and look at the left. One side is a much darker purple and it's called lighting, people.
2: See that? Mm-hmm. The tones are different. Yeah. I, I got to give him that. The tones yeah. are different. But also, he was in the movie for... Moments. Moments. Now at he's best. Now they had to. They had to decide, like, how is he going to look?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling you this. It's not going to d- deter any of my hype for this movie at all. No. I'm still very happy to see this. I think Thanos looks fine just the way he is, and mm-hmm. you can take it or leave it. This is a movie universe for Marvel. If you want to read the comics, read the comics. Nothing's bad with that. Um, but this is definitely one that I've been looking forward to seeing and plus I mean we aren't even talking about some of the other amazing scenes from this trailer like I love that we're already seeing interaction between characters we've never seen interact before like we have Doctor Strange with Bruce Banner and Tony Stark at the beginning seeing all of the destruction that's being caused in the city we have freaking spider-man who's finally using his spider senses by the way did he not
2: not do that in his movie i haven't ever saw it oh
1: yeah you never saw homecoming no no i just watched the battles uh, on youtube he didn't have like a spider sense scene and there's he's clearly having it in this movie right here maybe it
2: just got cold and he got he got chicken skin it's
1: possible (laughs) i do think it's pretty funny though that like you know he's got his spider sense he's like something's bad but everybody else just you know you could just turn around and see the giant floating freaking a spaceship in the sky. to be fair,
2: he does see it first on the bus.
1: I'm, I'm I guess, I guess. <laughs> um, and, and the Spidey have...
2: sense is not a future predicting thing, it's like you get two or three seconds of extra warning.
1: Pretty much, the
2: Spidey sense, to be honest, is cool, but at the same time, it's almost useless. And I don't mean it in, like it's useful, but it's yeah. not like that useful, mm-hmm. you know.
1: So, uh, this other shot from the trailer, which is like Loki walking over all of these dead bodies and holding up the, uh, the Tesseract, the cosmic cube. Uh, what do you think he's doing with it right here? Do you think he's, he's like giving like it to Thanos? It, just giving maybe like as a bargain, like don't kill me.
2: Yeah, don't kill me. But mm. some. OK, that's the other thing. Don't kill me. Great segue. Some people have got to die in this movie. Oh, yeah. That's what they're saying. If Loki dies, whatever. That What's that actor's name? Uh, Tom Hiddleston. He's a great actor. He's going to go on to do other things. And he's a good actor. So mm-hmm. whatever. If he leaves the franchise. Also, it doesn't matter because they have time travel. They're introducing time travel. Mm-hmm. into the show yeah. once they introduce the time stone whatever the fuck it's called yeah anyone who dies as long as the good guys win at the end of the movie they can just reverse everything True. so it's kind of this ex machina device that's built into this 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 uh infinity stone it's problem. Like a fail safe yeah as soon as the good guys win they just uh reverse everything we're good you know <laughs> and, well and it's not even that crazy because um um dr strange did it mm-hmm he figured out how to manipulate time to defeat his uh the big villain and his I'm series. actually
1: very excited to see more of Doctor Strange in this movie, to be perfectly honest.
2: Yeah, and how come and I also want to see how powerful is Doctor Strange in the sense of like when he's fighting someone like kind of more physically, mm-hmm. you know, like how does Doctor Strange defeat Thor? You know, if mm-hmm. they ever fought? Like I don't yeah. get that. You know, does he just banish him to a different universe, the mirror world real quick? And he didn't actually beat Thor. He just sort of outsmarted him, Mm. you know, if that happens. So I'm sort of not that that's going to happen, but I'm saying like him versus Thanos is sort of an interesting um, equation, which I don't understand. Honestly,
1: if they do fight with each other in that film, it's something that I really do want to see, especially because. Doctor Strange has only had one movie, and then he had his cameo appearance in Thor: Ragnarok, which I really, really enjoyed. Despite how short it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was both really funny, but it also showed how amazing he is at being a sorcerer. Like he tricked Loki yes. of all people, like yes. and he did it like instantaneously, which is really impressive for him. Uh, and I just I cannot wait to see him in action in this to see how he's going to interact with the other characters as well as going up against these crazy threats. Um, We also have the uh, introduction of the Iron Spider suit, which was something that was teased at the very end of Spider-Man Homecoming.
2: Also, isn't that the one in the comics that has spider arms on the back, but in this one it doesn't? um, Is there a version of that? There
1: is that is in the comics. I'm guessing that this is sort of inspired by that concept. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a
2: complete Um, one-to-one. No, I mean, mean,
1: these Marvel uh, films are not even close to being a perfect adaptation of the comic books uh they're their very own thing and, I, and i'm willing to accept this for what it is because frankly i just think it looks cool and it, it also takes a lot of cues from a lot of other different uh spider-man outfits but i
2: think uh, it makes him stronger or it just gives him um
1: it'll probably just protect him a lot more it probably has a lot of crazy tech built into the suit as well that was one of the big things about spider-man homecoming is uh despite the fact that his suit does look like it's like made of cloth and everything it does have a lot of like iron man's like tony stark tech in it
2: i know that like the, the his uh buddy ended up hacking the suits to unlock all the abilities mm-hmm. but what were the abilities because i haven't seen the film like
1: a lot of it is kind of like detective vision and uh being able to like uh it's almost like got like built-in radars it's also got like a mode which uh like it affects the eyes a lot okay it's it gives you better visual vision visual things um, but yeah. yeah like it's just it's got a lot of that those little things like it's got uh there's the spider symbol on his chest yeah. Which can like fly off and act like it's his very own like reconnaissance drone, oh, like okay. things like that. Stuff that never really existed in the comics, but since you know the Spider-Man of this universe has such a close relationship with Tony Stark, I'm willing to accept it. And uh, clearly he's having to use the suit in this movie because of this crazy global conflict which is going on. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, if he didn't, he'd probably get crushed instantaneously. I mean, Spider-Man going to be great in this movie, uh, but I don't see him being the end-all be-all in terms of being able to defeat the villains in, in anything.
2: And also I think the, uh, the scene where Thor is, like, screaming and, like, holding that circle and, like, pulling that circle apart, mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably also... Um, towards the... I want, I don't want to say the beginning of the film because mm-hmm. they could flash back to it but uh, I think that's when his Asgardians um, were... That was like the Asgardian ship got like... Mm-hmm. Didn't they run into Thanos kind of? A Thanos ship? Um,
1: at the very end... Of, and spoiler warning Spoilers! Guys, sorry but it's just the way it it's is. It's been out
2: a month too late.
1: <laughs> exactly. They, they even ruined a big part of that in this trailer by the way. Um, Yeah at the very end of Thor Ragnarok which is a great movie by the way. Probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. Um the final scene is uh Thor and Loki and Hulk and they're in this big spaceship with all the Asgardians and they're suddenly uh attacked by this giant ship which I'm presuming is going to be Thanos's ship or someone who belongs to Thanos in some sense. Um and they're probably just going to blow them out of the water, which is of course why Thor is going to be meeting the Guardians which they saved all the Guardian stuff for like the final like this is like the ooh guess what the Guardians are in this movie too. Um, which is pretty crazy because it's like, like you said, we have all these characters. Oh, here's a whole nother separate superhero team. Yeah, it's like, holy shit. Ready to blow shit. your freaking mind. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't wait to see more of the, uh, the Guardians in this movie. They're, they're being very uh, secretive about them. Um, but the fact that Thor is going to be associated with him, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, he, they spoiled the fact that he loses his eye. Yeah. Uh, in this trailer, you see him with the eye patch at the very end. Um, and that movie's only been out a month, so they're they're basically like, "Well, you've had your chance." Yeah. So sucks to be you if, if you don't realize that happens.
2: Yeah, I feel like this is him uh, doing something to let a ship get away, or mm-hmm. doing something to stop the Thanos ship, like yeah. the circle the circle part. And uh, so we'll see. And yeah. then there's that that scene. Oh yeah. This Uh, is the uh, um, Bruce Banner with the Hulk armor, mm -hmm. which someone, I heard someone hint at that he's actually the one piloting, or it's a theory, it's not like someone told me like they know, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a theory that he's actually the one piloting the Hulk armor against the army, and uh, he uses it so he can last longer, because then he'll transform into the Hulk when Mm -hmm. it doesn't work anymore. Which makes cool sense, because he knows the technology, he actually helped develop that suit with Tony, Mm -hmm. so to stop the Hulk. Exactly. Exactly.
1: I like it, though. It kind of mixed things up, and uh, I do think it's kind of cool that we have three characters in the movie, or really four, who are going to be using, like, Iron Man-type suits just to go up against these guys. Um, That's very true. Uh, it's which a I do, lot I think of is Iron awesome. Man. Uh, what did you think of that? S- this scene right here, of the Vision being human?
2: Well, it's probably just that actor being sick of going into the makeup chair. <laughs>
1: it's probably 50% no. that no I think he, it's just
2: that's what he looks like when he loses his stone because you can see he doesn't have it anymore mm-hmm. has this weird or is,
1: is that the stone or is it because is it it's missing
2: I think it's because it's missing
1: Okay, I mean this scene can be interpreted so many different ways my theory on it is that uh, uh, what's her name the Scarlet Witch is using some sort of magical abilities to make him appear human
2: because you wouldn't want to fuck a red guy
1: no that's be <laughs> weird man i don't know nobody wants to fuck a metallic red dude yeah i don't know the way it's gonna work
2: i don't know what's going on it'd be like having
1: sex with a toaster this is not fun
2: i mean uh
1: a very charismatic and british toaster (laughs) that helps you know if that helps at all uh but yeah that seems pretty interesting it's gotten a lot of people talking um there is so
2: much going on yeah but
1: there's just so much what do you think a blonde black widow
2: I'm okay with it. I don't care. You don't care? I don't it's care. It's not a big deal. It doesn't there. bother me at all. It
1: doesn't really bother me that much either, but it's another one of those like, you know, Thanos, Thanos is too light purple. Black Widow has blonde hair. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria.
0: Yeah. Like, like, like it's on. just
1: something that a lot of people just cannot accept. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's a, a lot of Black Panther in this trailer, too, which I think is well, really awesome. Well, I think
2: awesome. Wakanda is one of the main battlefields.
1: It is. Yeah, definitely. Um. They're, they're definitely building up Black Panther. I love the scene where he's fighting against the four-armed, venom-looking alien and just, like, gets all, well, frankly, Panther on its ass. Like, ah, oh, just understand. slashing against it. I think that's. Is that Spider-Man. Thanos yeah, slamming, slamming down Spider Man uh, in that shot? Yeah. Yo, yeah, that's definitely Thanos. Yeah. Like, what the hell is Spider Man going to do against Thanos? <laughs> Just I don't absolutely know. nothing. Where the
2: hell are they in this weird fire world? I uh, feel like they're on his ship, that weird round ship.
1: It's possible, or they are on some sort of other planet. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I mean, this is definitely going to take us to different planets, I think.
2: I wonder if they really made. Like Josh, that's the guy that plays Thanos. Josh, uh, uh,
1: Josh Brolin, I believe. Yeah. yeah, if
2: he actually looks like that with makeup or they CG just face,
1: I would not say that looks like Josh Brolin. I mean, there are elements of it, but like, I mean, he's he's just way too non-human looking. I mean,
2: his chin obviously, but that yeah. could be a, a prosthetic.
1: I mean, it's possible. I mean, here let's let's just look him up real quick and do kind of like a quick uh, comparison uh, between the two characters. So, like, here is current Josh Brolin. Yeah. Otherwise, who's also playing Cable as well in Deadpool. Oh, that guy's so. going to have a good year. Oh, he's going to have a great paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's only playing two of the most famous comic characters of all time. Mm. Um, but, I mean, there's a little bit taken from it.
2: It's more of his upper face. The it is chin definitely fucks, more fucks more the up upper everything. Face.
1: It's kind of like how they incorporate... Uh,
2: he squints a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: He's like, I'm so badass, I don't need to open my eyes all the way.
1: Oh, Maybe he's just stoned, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, like, infinity
2: stoned. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just going for it.
1: Someone has to have made that joke before. I, I can't um, be the but first. it's, it's kind of like how Mark Ruffalo's facial features are kind of put into the Hulks a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very subtle, but they are there. Um, I will say, though, that Josh Brolin continues to do a great job with the voice. He just sounds so perfect for that character he's got a very
2: he sounds like a dude that's been smoking cigarettes his whole life he's got the badass voice you know know?
1: i I never imagined that the 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 douchebag older brother from the goonies would end up being
2: oh damn really is that him look that up right i gotta see that picture the (laughs) douchebag older brother
1: (laughs) josh i'm just gonna type in josh Brolin goonies so
2: holy shit you're right
1: yep that's brand
2: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> the Mad Titan. No way. There he is. He was uh, the douchebag I want one, dude. <laughs> I want one scene where he's actually wearing the bandana.
2: Is that real? Did he do an interview wearing yeah, the bandana? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, God.
1: Yeah. Josh Brolin's not afraid of his Goonie roots. He he definitely loves talking about it. Yeah. I mean, he's had a pretty good career at this point. But, uh, yeah, I think Josh Brolin, his, his voice as Thanos has always been great. Seeing him finally talk a little bit more in this trailer was fantastic. Um, the final shots, are like the big war scene, the money shot scene of everybody running. I didn't even notice the first time I watched it. There's War Machine.
2: Oh, yeah, I right saw there. that. I
1: never saw him for some reason. Uh, you also have, uh, you have Falcon back there, you have Black Panther, Winter Soldier. Uh, I forget
2: the Walking Dead characters, the female characters. Uh, uh, she, I, I don't know her movie's she is, not out yet. she's a... Yeah, she She's being
1: introduced into uh, Black Panther when that film comes out. I'm not really too sure about who she is yet. She's going to be introduced in uh, Black Panther, but still, she looks awesome. The whole Wakandan army behind them looks really fantastic. Um, definitely building up that, the, yes, this is indeed going to live up to the title of Infinity War. And we also need to remember, too, this is just like the first part of this two-part Avengers film. So Essentially,
2: this is going to be the defeat of the Avengers, and then they're going to rise like the fucking Phoenix for the second one. you know, oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, and also I think the, the one thing I'm super excited about is Hulk versus Thanos, because I want to see Hulk get defeated on a brute force battle.
1: Oh, that's going to be insane. If it happens. You know that's going to be one of the highlights of that movie. It's going to be Hulk versus Thanos and how insane it is. Yeah. We're we're probably going to finally see the Hulk get pushed like beyond his limits, too. Yeah. So that's going to be really good. Because all you
2: have to do is just – you just have to beat Hulk um, faster than he can power up.
1: Pretty much, yeah. You have to keep him constantly uh, just beaten in order to take him down. That way he just can't even concentrate, but – uh, but that's the Infinity War trailer. Um, I thought it was a really great teaser. It's definitely got me hyped. Um, the next, like, six months are totally going to suck waiting for it. But the good thing oh, yeah. is we have tons of other movies that are coming out, and even one of them is going to be the Black Panther film, so that's going to get us pumped and primed. And uh, we'll almost certainly uh, have some post-credit material uh, leading into this. Um, but if they're really smart, they'll just give us more Howard the Duck. Um, but no we'll thing. see how that's all going to go. Fuck you, duck. <laughs> I will say one more small thing um, about this trailer that I love. I love that the composer from the original Avengers is coming back. I believe his name is uh, Silvestri. And uh, that's because I love the main theme of the Avengers. And it's one of the few times I can say in the Marvel movies that it has like a distinctive theme that I always remember. Something that I always think of when I think of that. And uh, it reminds me of that because I saw a video like a week ago. This guy made a movie about why the Marvel films don't have memorable soundtracks. There's nothing really that special about them that sticks out. Like, you know, you know the Jurassic Park theme, you know the Batman theme, you know the Star Wars theme, but can you even like, what's the Winter Soldier theme?
2: Dun 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 dun. That's
1: Jurassic Park. Oh damn it! The point is. Uh, there's really not that much distinctiveness about it, but Silvestri adds a, a lot of gravitas to these movies and makes them seem really over-the-top and epic, and I'm glad that they repurposed that To me, it's that not theme. that
2: it's a soundtrack. It's just an epic, like, ec- uh, like a what's the word when they have an orchestra? Orchestral? Orchestral. Or- orchestral sound? Wow, I can't yeah. say that word. But <laughs> it's just this big built-up thing. Yeah. Like, you know, when you watch Star Wars, yes, there's the Star Wars theme, mm-hmm. but a lot of the music is just like over-the-top, crazy-sounding, you know, yeah. orchestra music, you know, and so... Uh, but, I
1: mean, there are definitely times when I think a soundtrack can truly complement, like, a movie Oh, fuck somewhere. yeah! I, mean, I, like, just, I just riffed I mean, the ag- I uh, Robocop. Robocop. Like, that movie would be nothing without that amazing theme, and it plays throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And it amplifies just about every single action scene and triumphant moment. And uh, that, I love that they brought that back for this one, and, uh, you know, I'd say, f- aside from this, uh, it was Thor Ragnarok, which had a... Freaking great soundtrack. Oh, my God. That's like the first Marvel movie. Like, as soon as I was done watching it, I just wanted to listen to the soundtrack. And uh, that movie was composed by a man named uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, which probably not a a familiar name inside the house for a lot of people, but this guy's pretty famous. Not only was he uh, one of the lead members of the band Devo from the 1980s, famous for songs like Whip It, uh, but he's also been a famous composer for a lot of things. Like, uh, he did the soundtrack on the cartoon Rugrats what and, and now yeah like the opening theme of that show now
2: doo doo, w- how's that go Now I was about to
1: do... <laughs> and now he's doing thor ragnarok
2: oh my god it's a which has more got complex. to be one of the most
1: synth crazy soundtracks i've heard in a long time i loved it guys just just listen to the soundtrack um, but guys, we're going to wrap up uh, with one more small topic for the day. Uh, like I said, we're going we're gonna to talk about something which is a combination of East and West of American superheroes and Japanese anime. And that is going to be this brand new Batman anime project, which has a ridiculous name and premise. It is called Batman Ninja. Now, this wouldn't be the first time that there has been a Batman anime. There was a collaboration project years ago right before The, uh, the Dark Knight came out. And it was made to promote that film. And it was kind of like the animatrix, where they brought in a bunch of different animation teams to sort of like give their very own spin on Batman and sort of tell their I very own always story. always remember
2: that one sub story in that series that you're talking about, mm-hmm. where Batman had this new technology where bullets would deflect off of him. Mm-hmm. And then the bullet hit a person and hurt him or killed him. I forgot. And so he's like, I can't use this because mm-hmm. I can't allow this, I can't allow to hurt people, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm doing my job. He especially- has to
1: get better. At yeah. being Batman yeah. so that he doesn't have to rely on that armor, which yeah. is a pretty nice idea for his story.
2: Yeah, and then fucking, you know, Ben Affleck came and just starts using machine guns on motherfuckers. <laughs> like, Fuck it, you know.
1: Um, but we're, we're going into a very absurd premise here with Batman Ninja, which, you know, when I first heard about this like a couple months ago, I was like, okay, let me just see something first. Um and it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. In fact, it looks like it's probably going to be a lot of fun, and I'm generally more excited to see this than any DC live action How many times are movie. we going to
2: see dudes battle in Samurai Armor on rooftops, though? Like, that All shit never time. will die. It, no. is, it is an art style. It is a... It's in the Animatrix. Yeah. It's in uh, this show. I don't even know. I'm sure I could it's have named... It's in
1: Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah,
2: it's everywhere. The fucking... <laughs> the The slanted, you know... What do you call that? Roof.
1: I guess it's a pagoda.
2: A pagoda roof yeah.
1: fight. Yeah, with the tiles and everything. Like, we're, we're looking at a shot right now of, like...
2: Some golden lions on the top or dragons. Yeah, or they're either
1: <laughs> lions or fish. Yeah. <laughs> is what they are. Oh, those are fish. Yeah. Um. But, uh, so the whole premise of this movie is that it, it, it's, it's basically Batman in some sort of fictional version of Japan. And it's hard to tell if this is, like, ancient Japan, but it's probably not because there's some weird technology seen in the film. Um, but there's a lot of big uh, people working on this project. Uh, you're going to have uh, the writer uh, from Kill Lock Hills working on the series and the uh, designer of Afro Samurai, which is another American anime collaboration project, uh-huh. um, which looks really good. But you also have the people who worked on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure working on it, too. So these are all three things that I really love. Like, I cannot get enough of Kill Lock Hill love freaking Gurren on. Afro Samurai is just an absolute blast to watch, and Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, I don't care who you are, is freaking awesome. So all of these guys working on a Batman project really seems like a lot of fun, and they seem like they're just going nuts with it. Like, the actual trailer is insanely stylistic and really great. It's
2: so stylistic, it almost feels like it's changing styles throughout the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's like it has three or four styles throughout mm-hmm. it. and uh, But also, it does semi- I don't know if you want to call it Suffer, but it does have the, the new disease in anime, which is the 3D animation, mm-hmm. the, the, the 3D model puppet thing, you know? And I don't mind it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's not anime, though. It doesn't feel like anime to me. No. I hate to be that guy. It's not like when it was hand-drawn back in the day. That shit is dead anyway. Let's not, mm-hmm. let's not pretend. That's... I wouldn't
1: say it's dead. Oh, it's pretty close to dead. It's way too too expensive. Yeah, I mean, they're not doing things completely hand-drawn anymore. That's just the way it is. That being said, um, it still looks better than just about any other CG anime that I've been looking at lately. It might
2: be the new good standard, yeah.
1: Who knows? I mean, definitely a lot of this stuff looks really nice, and I do love that they're incorporating a lot of really wacky Batman characters in this, some of which you won't even notice upon first glance. Um, like I didn't even realize at first. Uh, you got the penguin in here. You got a uh, two face, and I like the, the fact that two face is like a samurai, where the he's only wearing like one half of the samurai mask on the, the bad side of his face. You have Catwoman, and of course, because it's a DC movie and it's you know modern days, you got to have Harley Quinn, um, which you know, I'm I'm just kind of sick of Harley Quinn at this point. You got um, the fucking monkey. You got villain. Gorilla Grodd for some reason.
2: Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Japanese lore loves gorillas. I guess. They love I mean, gorillas Kong, and tigers. <laughs> gorillas and tigers. Well, I'm saying, like, look at the art style. The art mm-hmm. style. I've, I've seen gorillas in that art style before, yeah. so that for them to use him doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, But, I mean, does, gr- does, Gorilla Grodd's been popping up a lot, though, lately in DC projects. So, like, somewhere along the line, this super intelligent gorilla became really popular. I'm not sure how it happened. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with Gorilla Grodd. But obviously, the, the main confrontation, as always, is going to be Batman and the Joker, which is definitely the cornerstone of this trailer. There's a lot of shots of them actually battling. Um, and I will say, they did a great job of making the Joker look really scary and freaky like his look mixed in with the Japanese and even style, though
2: he has a Japanese voice actor that laugh is fucking spot oh on. yeah that it's, is it's spot perfect on. that's
1: a hard thing to get I mean look at that screenshot look how fucking scary he looks right there that is terrifying that's something that cannot be replicated in live action ever and certainly not by Jared Leto maybe Cesar Romero I'm not really sure but uh it, it does look really cool the dog trainer the what? Caesar? No, that's Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> I Forgot his last name. <laughs> the dog trainer? The dog? Was um, <sighs> yeah, I love the overall aesthetic. I think Batman dressed as like a pseudo ninja samurai looks really cool. I can see he looks more a,
2: like a samurai than he does a ninja though. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, it's
1: called Batman Ninja, but dude looks like a friggin' samurai right there. Um, and I can't tell if he actually does have a beard or if that's just part of his. His overall uh, his get up for everything. I mean, it's definitely taking liberties, and I, and I expected it to be different, and I'm okay with that. Um,
2: I think, though, the writing and the storytelling is going to be so good. Even if people don't like the 3D animation, mm-hmm. it's going to. Good story supersedes a lot of problems. Yeah. You know? I mean,
1: I don't expect a very deep story from this, to be perfectly honest. I mostly expect a lot of just heavy visual storytelling. Which you I'm know okay what this with. fight it's reminds anime.
2: me of now? It reminds me of like uh when the first and second Hokage were revived and then the third Hokage had to fight. It looks like this fucking fight. I'm so pissed at the Pagoda fights anymore. Like they're overused. <laughs> you're,
1: just, you're disenchanted by the Pagoda fight.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a cool it's a great place to have a one-on-one battle because mm-hmm. you zoom in as the two dudes run against each other on the fucking rooftops. I get it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I didn't even over.
1: notice the Joker has a Fu Manchu mustache. Mm.
2: There's a lot happening really fast here.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, this is definitely one of those trailers you can watch a, a lot and just see so many little things you never saw. Oh, before. I want one of
2: those things. The things where the waterfall. Oh, the li- fill- the
1: little bamboo like water thing. Yeah, I want That you put- see in like every freaking anime series. I know. I want it one. always serves as like a uh, like a transition shot or when something really serious happens or yeah. there's like a dead Kill- silence. Kill Bill.
2: Yeah. Right before they start fighting. Exactly. You know? That's all over the place. Mm-hmm. It yeah. makes
1: sense too because that, that series is kind of like the ultimate like boner for everything Japanese, like, related. Um, but I think oh, that's, is, that, is that Deadshot. That's Deadshot. That might be Japanese Deadshot. That's pretty cool. And uh, he's going up against I. Th-
2: that looks like the penguin.
1: That looks like the penguin. It could be, or it could be the Mad Hatter. It's hard to tell who that is because we be did see Mad penguin Hatter. earlier in the trailer. We um, do. Yeah, it's very brief. Um, Holy I mean, shit! Yeah, they they, they are just jam packing. So many characters into this one. Man, I need to find that shot. Here it is. Yep, there's the penguin. Okay,
2: that's probably the mad Hatter then.
1: Yeah. It could be. I don't know. The lighting makes it kind of hard to tell. You know what
2: would be cool? There's so many villains and bad guys in the Batman universe. They should just have a free-for-all. Like I don't mind the bad guys fighting each other because they do have different motives. Yeah. You know, like, why do they always team up? Let's all team up against Batman. You, none of you guys are all fucking psychopaths. You wouldn't really team up. <laughs> no, you know? not
1: always. Yeah. You, know? uh, you know, some are a little more. So- I mean, we have Catwoman fighting Harley Quinn right here. That's what I'm talking about. I but want then again, that Catwoman kind of- is kind of an anti-hero kind of character. You know, I mean, yeah. even in the current comics, she's married to Batman. What? Yeah, that's a thing.
2: He got he finally got that puss.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much for Talia Ghul um but yeah but yeah i am excited to see what they're going to do with this just for the absolute absurdity of it i just think it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be released next year on dvd and blu-ray so make sure to stay tuned for that um like i said i'm not going to judge it completely till i see it i'd much rather have something that looks more hand-drawn but as it is i think this is going to be another fun side project um for batman considering that dc does great animated works i mean there's a steampunk batman movie coming out that's based on a comic have you heard about that it's called no. Ga- Gotham by Gaslight is literally what it's called there's already a trailer out for it it's rated R and it looks intense as shit it has a completely different art style compared to this one so, people have
2: such hard Batman boners
1: yeah so if the uh, the DC live action movies aren't doing it for you maybe these animated ones are and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts about it if you guys have had a chance to look at the Batman Ninja Anime trailer give us your thoughts on it do you like it, do you not like it are you just turned off by the CG animation or are you just going to kick back relax and have some fun with it um, but guys, that's, that's basically it for the podcast today. Uh, Christian, you have anything else you want to leave us with?
2: Um, thank you everyone for listening and, uh, enjoy your life.
1: All right. That's awesome. Well guys, we appreciate it. We hope that you don't end up in Matt Lauer's sex dungeon. Wow. And, uh, Damn it.
2: <laughs> or CK Lewis's, uh, whack fest or, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Weinstein's fern. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yep.
1: We, we couldn't do it. We, we couldn't, couldn't go, go without, the... so without mentioning it. Ah. Oh, man. The oh. Weinstein purge begins, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so there it is, guys. Thank you guys so much uh, for listening to the show. If you guys would like to support us, we recommend using our Amazon link. That is Amazon uh, slash... Uh, rogueintel.com are
2: you sure or are you just winging that
1: I'm kind of winging it to be perfectly honest <laughs> Duff if you're listening I do apologize Um, I, I, I need to it's get back on it's the one thing he asks us to do right it's the one thing he asks us to do right but the the, the, the point is uh, you guys Let's just, really I'm going helpful. to rogue
2: intel right now and learning that thing. <laughs> Okay.
1: The point is, guys, if you want to help support uh, Rogue Intel and all of the amazing shows on the network, I highly recommend using that link. Uh, A lot of the things we talked about today, you can actually pick those up on Amazon. You'll be getting the cheapest prices possible, and uh, you'll be supporting a lot of really great shows. And remember, of course, that you can uh, watch and listen to this show on multiple platforms, such as YouTube and Blog Talk Radio. You can even download the show for free at iTunes. That's right. Take us with you wherever you you go that's right powerful nerdcast on the go so there it is guys uh we can't wait to talk to you guys next time if you guys have any topics or anything that you guys would like to talk to let us talk about or any questions uh please let us know in the comment section on uh, youtube we would uh, love to hear your thoughts so there it is guys we'll see you next time